You know, our ministry talks about experiencing hope, and here at the Christmas season, you know, the hope for life, the hope for our future comes in the birth of that baby, but also Easter, the fulfillment of uh, Jesus' intentional love for us. Hey, I'm Dr. Randy. This is Intentional Living, and we're going to just open up the phone line. I'd like to have you join in. Maybe you can talk about what's going on in your life. Maybe you have a question, or maybe you want to talk about hope and uh, how hope has made a difference in your life. What does hope feel like to you? Again, we'd love to have you uh, share with us by giving us a call on our comment line here at 888-888-1717. Just like Eric, uh, who has called into the program today. Uh, welcome, Eric. So uh, how can I help you today, my friend? Yeah, well, I have a question. Uh, newly married to a woman, beautiful woman, uh, that's generous and kind. Um, has a big heart, but she has no children of her own. And I have two children. Unfortunately, um, they have two different mothers. And periodically, I have to converse and see these other women. My wife does not understand, and I don't understand her not understanding. But there seems to be some tension, maybe some jealousy, and uh, maybe some, some resentment. Hey, listen, Eric. I think you said it, man. You said my wife... She's beautiful, she's wonderful, and all of these things, but she's got a big heart, which means she's a heart person, and she probably operates out of her emotions, and maybe she's been hurt, maybe there's been a trust issue in her life, and obviously here you are interacting with these other women, you got another life that he that she knows nothing about, had no involvement in, and it's understandable that she's going to feel a little funny about that, um, but I think you said it well, I don't understand why she doesn't understand. And I, I think that's where I'd begin, man. Listen, Eric, you need to sit down with your wife and say, honey, listen, I, I want to understand. I mean, these are ex-wives. You're my wife. Okay, there's a question in her mind. Are they really ex-wives? Are they really out of your life? See? Um, and then ask her to, to speak to you. What is she feeling? What does this make her feel like? And then ask this profound, intentional living question. What one thing can I do? to help you feel better about these interactions that I have to have. That's part of it. When you got married to me, you married the, the whole enchilada. Uh, my kids and uh, their mothers, uh, there's going to be a relationship for the rest of my life uh, with these people. What one thing can I do intentionally that's going to help you feel better about that relationship? In other words, Eric, what you're doing is you're showing her that you honor her, that you care about her, but you're also facing the reality. Don't go behind your back. You've got to have... Uh, openness and, and honesty. And I'll tell you, Eric, your call is a reminder of how complicated and complex things can get uh, with blended families. Um, and, and we see it every day. If you just joined us, this is Intentional Living. By the way, I'm live here today and our phone line is open to you. Maybe you've got some take on how you've handled that particular kind of thing in your life. Give us a call, 888 1717. One of the big messages of intentional living is that people would experience the hope, see, the hope uh, that we have in Jesus Christ. And we always love it when people call and tell us a hope-filled story. And I think Jana wants to do that from Idaho today. So Jana, welcome to the program. How has hope uh, changed your life? I think everything kind of started to go downhill in my life about the end of September, my mom died really rapidly of ovarian cancer. So I was kind of reeling from that. We weren't particularly close, and 
just because you're not close to someone doesn't mean you're not going to grieve when they pass. And I think you start missing the things that maybe could have been. So that's where I was on a little bit shaky ground. And then I was working at a job where I had to work alone a lot. A man came in with a mask and a hood and a gun and um, robbed the place, tied me up. There was sexual assault. He left and I I had to count to 2,000 before I could go for help. And I remember sitting there while I was counting to 2,000, feeling very hopeful that I was going to be okay. I kept meditating on that, sorry, I get a little bit nervous, that God works all things together for good. And I just kept saying that over and over and over while I was sitting there waiting to go get help. And I felt this great sense of promise that I was going to be okay, and not only that, that some really good things were going to come from it. So I actually, from the very first moment, had hope. I didn't know what was coming, but I thought good was going to be coming. And I've struggled a lot in the past with depression, um, with not really understanding grace and mercy and forgiveness. And now I just went into the lab, basically, to learn about these things firsthand, because when you have some giant to forgive, you start contemplating forgiveness and what what does that really mean? You can't look at your circumstances. You really have to go back to looking at God. And what I do daily, in fact, I would say probably hourly, is that I think about God is going to give me enough of what I need to get through that day. If I start looking ahead, then I start getting a little bit panicky because he doesn't give me enough grace for next week. He gives me enough grace today. So I've really started to narrow my thinking down, and I think about his provision, you know, give us this day our daily bread. His mercies are new every morning. And I I contemplate that a lot. Hmm. You know, Jan, I was thinking while you were sharing that uh, the song that we sing in church about my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness, his blood, who he is. And for the believer, we have a different definition of hope. We live in a world today that says things like, I hope so, or, you know, I just hope things work out. It's sort of a kind of a mushy thing. Uh, but for the believer, there's an element of certainty about hope. Uh, we, we believe that our hope is in a person. We believe our hope is in the reality of Jesus Christ and not in a hope so, maybe, perhaps, down the road. And I think that ties into all the kind of calls that we're going to get today, even starting with Eric. I mean, Eric, I heard him talk about this new marriage uh, and his wife not understanding about his past and trying to put the future together. And he probably feels pretty hopeless in the process to understand that hope is something that we experience, but it's also something that we cling to and then live out intentionally every day. Intentional living. We're here to help you today. Live your one life. You only get one to live your one life intentionally in Christ. I mean, that's it. This is a one-life deal, Uh, and uh, the days are passing quickly. Do the math. We get about 27,000 days on the planet, give or take. Some less, some more, but about 27,000 days on average. And how we live every one of those days makes a difference. Intentional living is not about perfection. It's about making that declaration 
of your intention. And today, whatever it is, if you're sick and tired of being in debt today to say, I'm looking for freedom in my finances, I'm going to get there intentionally. If you're wrestling with your marriage, you're not communicating, you're not on the same page, to be able to stand up and say, today I declare that before God, my one thing to be intentional, my declaration is to really bring my marriage before God and become the man or the woman I need to be in this marriage to confront the issues that are there and do it intentionally. The first step in the intentional living process is to freely declare your intentions. And uh, in other words, overcoming good intentions. Good intentions are a dime a dozen. I don't even know why they use the word good in front of intention because there's nothing good about them. They're evil. Because a good intention that's not acted on allows us to live in a world of illusion. And that's destructive. All right, come and join us. Uh, if you want to add into the discussion, you have a question, comment, 888 This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. Andy, this is Cindy. I've been listening to Intentional Living for four years. When I came to Arizona, I was an ex-pastor's wife who had gone through a tremendous, painful divorce. And I was in a very dark pit of depression and despair for many years. And it was shame, not only because of my family of origin, but also because of this shame. I ended up in the hospital with a bleeding ulcer and blood transfusions. But now the story is Family Life Radio. Every day of my life, I tune in. I listen to the music. I listen to you, Randy. I listen to one intentional thing. And my one intentional thing was to have hope. Just to have hope. And now my one intentional thing is to spread that hope. And spread the joy God has given me. And God has taken me through an incredible valley of the shadow of death to high on the mountaintop where I was depressed, I'm now filled with joy, where I was lacking hope and faith, I'm now brimming over with it. Thank you, Randy. You have given me a gift I just can't put into words. Oh, thank you, Cindy. What a you know, what an encouragement to hear your story and you remind us that Everything connects to everything else. Uh, going through this terrible marital loss in your life and then impacting your health and that can impact your finance and everything is connected to everything else. But when you decided to really experience hope, making God first, doing the next right one thing, being intentional with your life, it changed your life. And that really is what intentional living is all about. And I just want to say thank you to our many supporters, those of you who are part of the intentional living community, allowing us to do this every day. And we're near the end of the year now. This is a Giving Tuesday time. And I just want to ask you to pray about coming alongside of us and helping us today. And everyone who'll join us in monthly support, become a part of the Intentional Living family. We're going to send you a beautiful 2023 calendar each month focused on one of the names of God, and you're going to find it very encouraging for your life. So come and join us today. Again, go to the intentionallife.com. 
Com, theintentionallife.com. All right, Larry's on the line with us. Larry, welcome to the program, my friend. Uh, go right ahead. How can we help you today? Uh, I'm a 46-year-old single male, and I'm raising two little girls. And um, I've been struggling. I mean, there's it's chaos in my house, you know. They constantly lie, you know. They fight with each other. Uh, their mom ran out of them on in, and they take all their frustrations out on me, you know, and I, I don't know what to do. Is mom still involved in her life? In and out, though, you know. It, she sees them for a little bit, then she comes in town for maybe a month and takes off, and they go nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's constantly in and out, in and out, in and out. Everything that I've tried to do, you know, it just goes out the window when she comes into town. And yeah, well, that's very disruptive. How old are your girls? They're 9 and 11. At this stage, how are you doing? I'm constantly under stress. You know, I'm I'm constantly it's like a, it's a battle every day. You know, and I pray every day for some help. You know, but I just feel like the Lord is not there for me. You know, that's how I feel. You know. Well, He is, brother, and I I hear you, and and I think we've all had moments where we feel that. I mean, even in the best of lives, uh, there's moments when we just say, "Where are you, God?" Where are you? We see that in Scripture. And uh, you're overwhelmed, man. You're tired. You're exhausted. You're carrying this whole ball alone, and you start to get the thing moving in the right direction, and all of a sudden, mom shows up and messes everything up. And, you know, one of the things, uh, Larry, for you, is we talk about hope. Hope doesn't only mean that we sit passively by waiting for something to happen. God wants us to act and to live intentionally is to look at the problem and make an assessment of what's going to bring glory to Christ and what's the right thing to do. These girls need stability in their home. They need to know that you're there and you're continuing to follow through and you're being the dad they need. What they don't need is mom coming in, messing things up, and going back out. In other words, she gets her jollies, gets her little fill of whatever she's looking for, right? And then she's back out doing what she thinks she needs to do or wants to do. Uh, that in and out of the kids' lives is not healthy. And so I think you need to take some action. I don't know what that is. I don't know legally what it is. I don't know what kind of help you need, but I do need you do need to get some help. You may need some legal help. You need to get some counseling help, and you need to get some help that can help you with the girls so you can get a break and take care of yourself because you are exhausted, man, and you're not going to continue to survive and what will happen, I'll tell you, it's, it's a cycle people fall into. You start to feel overwhelmed. The expectations aren't being met. Disappointment sets in. And then hope, hopelessness sets in. And uh, you don't want to get to that point. So take some action and do it consistently and, and reach out. Don't wait for someone to come and help you. Reach out. Call your pastor. Uh, call a counselor. Get some help, practical help, uh, so you don't have to carry this alone. Kids, I mean, uh, kids are, are so vulnerable to adults' behavior, and it's a reminder, listen, be in or be out. Be in or be out. Parenting is not about me and what makes me feel good. It's about my kids and what's going to help them become responsible adults. We're talking intentional living today. You can join us, 888 We've got Sess on the line from uh, with a question from New Mexico. Welcome to the program. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, 
I just I wanted to uh, just get your word on a you know a couple of things. I was recently um, engaged for uh, since January. I was with my fiance for about almost three years, and um, as er- kind of similar to Eric's story, he was his wife was an understanding, um, the blended family, and my fiance didn't have kids. I didn't have kids, and and I do have kids. I have a six and a nine year old, and. Um, it was kind of the same situation. He was having a hard time understanding um, that I that I had to, you know, converse with their father and um, that it would always be that way. And so it it came to the point where now, you know, we 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 still talk. You know, I've I've moved out of the the home, um, but we're no longer engaged or in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But he. Uh, but he, um, you know, we, we talk and we, it, it feels like maybe it's going to go somewhere, we're going to work it out, and then, then it feels like it's not going to. And so it's, it's been kind of confusing mm-hmm. as to whether just to let this go. Are or you pushing it or is he pushing it? Um, you know what? It's, it's kind of mutual, mm-hmm. but more so with him. I think he's pushing it more that he... He doesn't have kids, and he's um, having a hard time understanding, again, like, that I have to have, uh, you know, I have to do, you know, exchanges with their father, and, and you know, their father, he's, he has some, he has some things that he needs to work on in his life, and it's not the best role model at yeah. times, but that's... Well, Seth, here, here's what I hear in your voice. I hear, I hear you completely overwhelmed. Yes. You're tired. It's, it's overwhelming. And you've oh, got yeah. <laughs> you've got one and, and again, intentional living says is about prioritizing our life. Um it's it's uh, it's sort of starting out with what are the main things I got to take care of? Life is full of a lot of stuff. But what's the big thing right now? And what I hear you saying the number one priority you're in your life right now has got to be raising those kids. Yeah. Not complicating mm-hmm. it by having a relationship, having someone living in the house with you, talking about mm-hmm. engagement, not understanding. Uh, I mean, this yeah. is complicating his life and your life is what I hear. Yes. It's yes. not just you. It's, it's him too. And it, not to mention the kids. I imagine the kids are probably thinking, now where is he? he he's, they probably started to connect with him and now he's out of the house. And that's right. disruptive to the kids. Right. We have talked for, I mean, for 25 years, Sess, I've said basically the same thing from this microphone. When you got a priority to raise the kids, raise the kids. Don't complicate your life with outside relationships. Just don't do it. I mean, you got a priority, and your priority right now is to raise those kids, get them to a place where they can be on their own, and uh, then at that point to really honor, to, to, to glorify Christ, to have a healthy, God-based process of building a relationship with a man and if that comes it comes at a right time with the right person who can understand what's going on in your life what i hear you saying to me says is that you you have no peace on where you are right now mm-hmm. yes i think that one thing the thing i'm struggling with is for the past couple of years you know it was it was like it was everything was was going fine i mean it was as if he 
he was fine with everything, you know. He understood in the beginning that, you know, I had kids and, and he did great with them and they loved him and they still do. And like I said, we still talk and occasionally he sees my kids. But then all of a sudden it, it kind of just went like, you know, he just realized that this is a lot for me. He didn't mm-hmm. realize it was going to be this mm-hmm. hard. And, and well, what is your, what is your uh, spirit telling you, your, the part that's connected with God? What is God telling you? I feel like he's telling me to let go of, of you know, of this relationship. And um, and I think that's what I'm, what I'm in the process of doing by moving out. And, you know, we ha- you know, the conversations haven't been far and few between, you know, and just trying to let go of that whole idea of, of uh, marriage in the first place. You know, I've never been married before. And it was something that I thought, you know, it was going to be forever, and it just it just didn't work out, mm-hmm. and it was. It, now you it weren't all you really weren't married, quickly. or you were married. I I wasn't married. Before, you were. No. I mean, were you married to this man? No, we were engaged. We okay, were engaged you're engaged in January. In, right. So it, as it got mm-hmm. more to the place of hey, maybe we're going to get married. If I heard you right, he was saying, hey, this is a lot. This is more than I thought this was going to be. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, Sess, listen. Um, the less, you know, those of us who have had ears to hear, let us hear, let us learn. And I would really encourage you as a brother in Christ that you really focus on your kids, really get through this period of loss in your life, really focus on your relationship with Christ and with your kids, and uh, don't depend upon a relationship other than your relationship with Christ right now, and then really get into some counseling for yourself before you would look to the future with this man or not to make sure that God is in the middle of it. It's going to be a relationship that's going to be healthy for both of you. Cause right now it doesn't sound like it is for either of you and certainly not the kids. Uh, hope comes when sometimes when we take the action, we experience hope when we take the action that honors Christ. Okay. We're talking intentional living today, or maybe you have experienced uh, the hope in Christ intentionally and want to share an encouraging story, do so. Number four. You can see I'm asking the questions of why, when, and now how am I going to deal with today's clutter? (laughs) Talk about decluttering, and we've talked about that a lot with intentional living. And the statement that I think really resonates around this thing of decluttering is, decluttering is the act of confronting yourself. You know, think about that for a moment. Really, decluttering your life is about us, decluttering our mind and our desires and all the things that cause us to collect all the other kinds of clutter in our life. That's one of the questions this month on the lesson for our members. Five questions from Intentional Living that'll be very biblical, very helpful, transformational for some of you. And uh, we're near the point of last call For those of you who are not a part of our Intentional Living team, we'd love to get this into your hands. And on this Giving Tuesday, what an important day, what a perfect day to come and join the Intentional Living family, be a part of the community, help us come alongside of you with monthly teaching, helping us keep our radio and podcast and products and resources getting out into the hands of people all around the country. Thank you for your support. Your monthly support is making a difference. And we have a very special gift for you when you do that today. It's a brand new 2023 
calendar, and it's a gorgeous calendar with beautiful photographs, and every month we focus on one of the names of God. We're going to use it in our home to teach our grandchildren uh, these biblical truths and just speak to them and speak into their lives and encourage them all during 2023. So come and join us. All you have to do to uh, join the Intentional Living family and receive these special gifts of appreciation is to go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Click on that little donate icon and come and be a part of Intentional Living today, okay? All right, we're just about out of time, as I can see on the clock, but we do have just uh, enough time to have Sandy check in with us to tell us about how the hope of living intentional in Christ has changed her life. So go right ahead, Sandy. One thing I've learned in the years that I have served the Lord is you cannot base your hope on circumstances, happenings, or events, because you can make plans that the Bible says man proposes and God disposes. (laughs) We had a star athlete for his son and being scouted for pro baseball by age 15, traveled with the pro cub scout team, and so many hopes and dreams. This year experienced our son going to prison, drug addiction, that has increased from one drug to the next. Started out with Percocet, Xanax, given to him by a dirty doctor. The addictions of that for a baseball injury in the shoulder and on and on. And, you know, my husband coached him all his life. And and we had these wonderful dreams and in a God-given talent. But we have seen those seemingly shattered and devastated and... You know, the word says perfect love casts out all fear. Fear was gripping when he first entered prison. I honestly emotionally thought I would just die. But when I came to the realization that my plans, my son's plans, the baseball world's plans were not necessarily God's plans. But the one thing I've learned is my hope is in God. My hope is in the blood of Jesus and His grace that is new every morning. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm just so thankful for stations like yours. I came from the pit my whole life, selling drugs as a love of money the lustful heart, the selfish, just, just only cared about myself and, and the next dollar. And um, I missed out on so much life. I fell into depression and felt hopeless, hopeless. I prayed God to just take me away, take me out of this world. And he did, but not in the way that I was asking. He gave me a new start a new life, hope. He gave me hope because I have hope in Jesus. Oh, amen. Justin, my friend, what a story so beautifully articulated of what God has done in your life. He didn't take you out of this world the way you were thinking. He took you out of this world spiritually in your mind and your heart to be focused on Him. What a beautiful picture. And I would say to others, maybe you're where Justin was in his life today. You're there today. And uh, like Justin, he made a better decision. He made an intentional decision. He not only wanted hope, but he experienced the giver of hope in Jesus Christ. And I would pray that you would do the same today. 
That's really what this show has been about today. Very encouraging when we think about hope. In fact, our ministry says experience hope, experience hope, and that's what we want you to do. Experience hope in Christ. And again, I just want to say thank you to all of our members, those of you who are praying for me and for our for supporting the ministry to allow us to do this every day. God bless you. I got to run. We'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, marriage on intentional living. Hope to see you then.